Let's start with a few questions. Question number one, how many bosses or managers have you had in your lifetime who you felt genuinely cared about you and were able to proactively and effectively help you in your life and career? Question number two, do you dread meetings with your boss? I mean, does your heart sink when you find out they're coming for a visit? They're going to be in your office. They're going to be in your department. They're going to be in your area. Question number three, do you think the people who report to you look forward to having you around? Question number four, do you know the difference between a manager who is a leader and a manager who is not a leader? Today, 20 minutes or less, we're going to talk about and explore the five critical components of creating an atmosphere where people want to come to work, where they become better as a result of being there. Here we go. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Power and Leadership, a podcast about power dynamics in the workplace and how positional leaders can use their power to create great places to work, improve retention, empower their people, increase productivity, raise morale, all of that good stuff, um, or vice versa, make everybody miserable. Uh, I'm Andy Wallace, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this topic, and we're going to overview these five critical components. And I want you to know right off the bat, this is not about a style of leadership. There's lots of different kinds of leaders. There's lots of different kinds of personalities. But it doesn't matter what your style is. It doesn't matter what your personality is. You can create an empowering atmosphere. You can use power well. I've spent more than a decade now exploring power dynamics. I've seen the dark side of power. Uh, I've seen abusive power. I've worked with family violence intervention where there are people who are using power to destroy other people's lives, to control, to create fear. And I've also been in corporate leadership. I've been in nonprofit leadership. And I want to explore with you today these five critical components. So let's get right into it. I want you to imagine a target. The bullseye of the target represents the mission, purpose, and identity. Mission, purpose, and identity. Mission is what the goal is, what the objective is. Purpose is why we're pursuing that objective or pursuing that goal. Identity is how you're going to go about it. This is what we want to be. That's at the center of the bullseye. That's that point where, the, where everything comes together. And, it, and it's important that there's clarity in those three issues. Before you create an empowering atmosphere. If you're a leader, if you're a manager, if you're a, an owner of a company, before you are able to create an atmosphere where teammates, where employers, where clients, where customers feel empowered, if you want to be able to use power well, you've got to be clear on the mission, what are we trying to accomplish, on the purpose, why are we trying to accomplish this, and on the identity of the organization and on your identity as a leader. Now, there are five sections that converge on the bullseye, and these represent the five critical components that a positional leader has to create and nurture in order to hit the empowerment target. So let's talk about them really quick. Number one is safety, physical and psychological safety. So imagine you've got the bullseye in the center, 
And right there at 1 o'clock in that section coming into the bullseye on the target is physical and psychological safety. Now, it feels like this is something that shouldn't have to be said, but it unfortunately does. You cannot have physical intimidation, harassment, ambushing. You cannot make people feel unsafe at work and expect them to do well. If you want to use positional power well, you have to make sure that people know they are safe at work. Uh, There's a lot of different ways that managers, unfortunately, do not use power well. They use it to try to put fear into people, and they make people feel unsafe. It's really important to give people three to four feet minimum space, personal space. Don't ever get in someone else's space if you're a leader. Uh, It's important to keep a professional space between you and them. It's important not to raise your voice, not to escalate during stressful or tense conversations. It's important not to uh, intimidate them. It's important not to use language that's inappropriate or that they are uncomfortable with. It's really important not to uh, be out to get them or try to catch them uh, by ambushing them with questions they're not ready for or trying to upend expectations. People that feel unsafe at work uh, can't do good work. And of course, it's just important to be the kind of leader that creates a safe atmosphere. Safety is so important. Number two, trust. Trust. This goes hand in hand with safety. You can kind of visualize it uh, on the target there at about three or four o'clock there, converging on the bullseye. But you have to have trust. And when I say trust, I mean implicit trust, the kind of trust that the members of your team, the followers that you have, the people who are looking to you for leadership, they implicitly trust your intentions. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean they have to understand every decision that you make. It doesn't mean that uh, they, that everybody has to, you have to over explain everything. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about a relationship, a connection that you have with the people who are directly reporting to you that they believe that you have their best interests in mind. That takes transparency about motives, clarity about your goals, honesty, consistency. Honestly, consistency may be one of the most important aspects of trust, but you build that relationally over time. And trust, of course, takes time. For people to get to the point where they trust you, it's going to take a period where they see you go through difficult things with them, where they walk through that with you, where you overcome challenges together, where you show them day in and day out. And it's not one big thing that creates trust. It's a million little things every day where you create connection, where you create relationships, where people begin to trust you. Number three. Mutual accountability. And both of those words are important, but accountability gets a lot of the the press when we talk about business management and business leadership. But mutual, in my opinion, is even is just as important. Mutual meaning that accountability is not supposed to be a one-way street. In a lot of organizations, There is accountability. There's a lot of talk about accountability, but it's always top-down accountability. In other words, the person at the top of the hierarchy, at the pinnacle of that triangular hierarchy, the person at the point is holding the manager or leader underneath them accountable. 
then that manager holds the people underneath them accountable, then that manager holds the people underneath them accountable, accountable and it's a one-way street straight down. But in an empowering uh, atmosphere, in an empowering culture, accountability goes both ways and is encouraged to go both ways. Now, there's a lot to that, and there's a lot of nuance in that, but it's important to understand that if you are in a role, if you have a person in a role, they have no supervisory uh, uh, responsibility. They still need to be in a position, they need to be empowered to hold their manager, to hold the people above them accountable. Accountable to what? Accountable to the mission, purpose, and identity of the organization. So that if the behaviors or of the of their manager are not living up to the mission, purpose, and identity of the organization, uh, then they need to ha- know that they have a way to hold that person accountable. And a good leader, an empowering leader, a leader who knows how to use power well, gives the people who report to him or her, gives them the encouragement, gives them the opportunity proactively provides them with ways to give feedback up, to hold, to coach up, to, to hold them, to hold the leader accountable. Number four, agency. So we've got number one, safety. Number two, trust. Number three, mutual accountability. Number four, hovering around this bullseye of empowerment, this bullseye of mission, purpose, and identity. Number four is agency. Uh, agency is the combination of responsibility and authority. Responsibility plus authority equals agency. In other words, people, if you have power, one of the ways you use that well and create this atmosphere, this culture that we're talking about, is you give people appropriate amount of responsibility and growing amounts of responsibility, and you give them the authority or the power, you empower them with what they need to get that responsibility done. It's this idea that you uh, that a leader who uses power well gives those who report to them, gives their followers the gift of self-determination, the ability to uh, get things done, the sense that they can control their destiny. That's so important. Number five, positive incentive. Incentive is really important. And this is another one that you would hope would be really obvious, but I cannot tell you how many business owners I have talked to, uh, small, mid, and large-sized business owners who complain constantly that they, quote-unquote, can't find good help. Uh, the, you know, and, and it's couched in a lot of different ways. Sometimes it's, oh, well, young people these days, they just don't want to work. Or you just can't find anybody to work anymore. Nobody wants to, to it, there's, there's a various ways that people say it, but it all comes down to this, this complaint, this constant complaint that nobody wants to work. Well, here's the hard truth. Uh, people have always been people. Are there people who don't want to work and still get paid? Yes. Are there people who want to work and will work? Uh, yes, absolutely. People haven't changed. Society has not changed that much. Yes, there are differences in generations. But the reality is, if you provide people with positive incentive, people will come to work for you. Now, what does positive incentive mean? There's a lot of different types of incentive. It begins with competitive pay, but that's not the only thing that's involved. 
competitive pay, self-development. That's a positive incentive. If you give somebody, if you if you give somebody the opportunity, and it kind of goes along with what we talked about in number four, this self-determination. But if you give somebody the opportunity to grow uh, in their career or just as a person, then that can be a, a form of positive incentive. Recognition, as simple as acknowledging someone, uh, that can be a form of positive incentive. Bonuses, of course. Uh, maybe uh, more obvious, but all of these, there's a lot of different ways you can build positive incentive in. So important to have positive incentive. So number one, safety, physical and psychological safety. Number two, trust, implicit trust. Number three, mutual accountability. Number four, agency. That's responsibility plus authority equals agency. And number five, positive incentive. Now, as you, the, all of these things come together, converge on that bullseye, that center. Uh, next time on the podcast, we're going to dig into one of the specifics and a piece of the target and get really specific examples of what we're talking about. But it's important to have this bullseye in place. These four things converge. As you get farther away from the bullseye, you end up with distorted or non-existent versions of each of those five components. We'll talk about that as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating and reviewing it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That would be a huge help to me. I'd be super grateful. Share it with somebody you know. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what we talked about today or about leadership topics specifically related to power dynamics or any aspect of leadership you'd like to talk about. Email me, andytylerwallace at gmail.com, andytylerwallace at gmail.com. I am a public speaker, leadership trainer. You can find out more about me. Uh, and booking at andywallaceconsulting.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time here on the Power and Leadership Podcast.